You are now listening to Conscientization 101, an online magazine combining reflection, music, and action through independent media. It's uh, very important to be with conscious African women and men. And I'm very excited to see Conscientization 101, to see Sister Zari there and the brother James and uh, to see that you have started an organization to conscientize the world, especially African people about what's really going on in this world. Conscientization 101. A lot of these people right now in this conscious, so-called conscious movement, they're not actually living in that, in that lifestyle. Fakers. That's why, you know, obviously yourself, we're on the same sort of frequency. That's why you're listening to the same things I'm listening to because we're sharing that same sort of thought. We want the same sort of things and a lot of people don't want the same sort of things. Even yourself, what you're doing now is for the people. So everything is people-based. Globally conscientizing. What's making me proud of what um, this kind of connection here is that, you know... Well, no matter what is said, no matter what is done, um, you, you leave that, you leave listening to our music with a feeling. The same way we're going to leave this conversation with a feeling. And um, that is the most important thing you know, for, for I and I, the, the vibe and the energy and the feeling that you leave with. Because you might not remember every lyric, but you're going to remember the feeling. So um, that's, 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 that's really important, and that's what I'm getting from what you're doing. Doing, doing, doing. Let's get to work because there's a lot of work to be done. We have had black studies programs more than a generation now. They have done black studies and maybe that's the best criticism that can be made of them. They have not done African history as it relates to the history of the world. The subject I'm going to be talking about, the African Holocaust, cannot be seen out of context with the great holocaust of history that relates to the whole world. An event happened in Europe called the Holocaust indicating that this was the only one. This was an event between European and European. It was motivated in Europe by Europeans. European racism had spent itself out, outside of Europe. Within Europe, it turned inward on itself. Europe became the victim of an act that they had used to victimize other people. One of the main reasons 
You have been propagandized in giving this European matter so much attention that it happened to a people who are the masters of propaganda and the masters are the politics of victimship. You are the greater victim, but you never mastered the technique of getting across your victimship. And you never found many issues in which all of you could come together on and you never found many bridges that all of you could stand on and be united on. Too many times you use your oppressor's excuse for separating yourself one against the other as though there has been a separate oppression for different ones of us. <laughs> Nobody came to America on separate slave ships. The same slave ship that left Africa and put some people down on an island called Jamaica and became Jamaicans put some down in an island called Trinidad and they became Trinidadians and came over to the, a colony that would later be the United States and they became Americans. No Americans left Africa. No Trinidadians left Africa. No high yellows, no low yellows. <laughs> no deltas, no AKA. to something you never would have been had you been left in Africa. You took the attitudes of your oppressor and began to separate yourself from other Africans who were put down at different places and suffered a variation of the same experience. Yes, and because we could not come together as one, we have fought the longest revolutions of any people in the history of the world.
the bang. I wada den, I wada die. Marcus told us to look in the whirlwind. This one your cyclonious rhythm. See? Ah, uh, greetings from the crown region of the original region. They call the garden the Eden since. Mama at the her first heart beating like the talking drum speaking. Knowledge and wisdom for any, everyone seeking. Understanding no true meaning. The land of the darker people, every last human being. Before the North Korean, and even a European were born to receive the teaching. Underneath the shade of the big fig tree, them to speak it or just repeat it. We studied 360 degrees and reached its completion. Season after season before Abraham and Esau. Over the northern, eastern, or Muhammad and Khadija, we were farming harvest. Eating at the crossroad where ancestors gathered for meetings, arts, craft upon rediscorification for healers, deep philosophies we're dealing underneath the tree of knowledge and the garden of Eden. So far away, until the most high, I pray. Day after day. Marcus Garvey say repatriate Open the history book, flip back chapters and pages Before the renaissance and what they call the dark ages Before the abyss trapped inside the cages of our mind And all these ratchet savages were sages Mastered every mathematic equation and astrology That's how we mapped our celebrations Revolving around all the last occasions Equally shared, there's no place here for the craving Baking the meeting as naked as a Eden in the same place where the Most High made a haven before any invaders. Legion after legion, the snake with the temptation created civilization from the cradle. Demonstrated by our behavior and the way we treated a neighbor. A favor for a favor, each one teach one, cause we were waiting for a savior. Perfectly balanced with Mama Nature by our Creator. So far away. Skin, to the most high I pray Day after day Marcus Garvey say repatriate Butter exchange back to bargaining and trading Paper money's toilet paper if the stock market starts failing Take a trade Start training, always stay in human nature Telepathic communication for the youths And the ages, the community is sacred Negus, Nagas, Alayan, Ajuda, Rita, David Sheba, she's the queen over the Candaces From our cable on, and we're still trodden through the ages Never planned for the future with the stat like Mansa Musa And kept the collar tin, that's in your Apple Mac computer All the blood diamonds at your Jewish jeweler Nubians used to be shining like Slick Rick, the ruler Heard Africa was rich, true, it's not a rumor But they turned all the blacks around the world into consumers Time to control resources, turn back into producers Don't lose it in this Babylon, it's merely an illusion So far away Until the most high ja, I pray Day after day, day Marcus God you say Rex Welcome to another episode of Transcendization 101
Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Conscientization 101 Podcast. Yeah. I'm your host, Senior Editor James Stone for this episode. Uh, my co-host and co-editor, Zari, is actually... She's in the studio. She's actually hitting on the buttons right now. So she's here, but I'm on the microphone right now. So she's controlling it all. Everything I say, she can pull the proverbial plug. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so it's good to be back with you. And we want to apologize for such a, such a long interlude between the last episode with our dear brother Rago Zulu Rebel. That's why we had to play a little bit of raggle up top you heard you heard that garden of africa produced by main man cyclonius the natural disaster yeah all right but uh, you know Stuff happens. That's how stuff stuff happens. And we got a little busy and stuff was going down. But, hey, we're back. Not to bore you with all the details, but we're back. And so what we want to do right now is to set up and jump into this part two of this dialogue. Because as you hear from the background, from our dear beloved Baba Fela, we want you to understand something. Confusion, breaky bones. And we never and spread we them never confusion, spread amongst, them confusion our people. amongst our people. Now, ain't that right? Now, ain't that right? Now, as you know from the previous episode, this particular dialogue, Raggle Zulu Rebel Emeritus, the eloquence of a scribe, took place on September 4th, 2021. And we went for over three, three hours. hours. So we had to break this dialogue up into two parts. And you're about to hear excerpts from part two. And you know, as always, we will let you know how to get the unabridged interview at the end of the show. All right. So in part two of Rago Zulu Rebel Emeritus, the eloquence of a scribe, we discussed the following with our dear brother, Rago Zulu Rebel. An in-depth analysis of Rago's album, Necromancy. The importance of understanding political economy, specifically understanding the superstructure as it pertains to Africanity, Blackness, and Western societies. The comfort in the malaise and isolation people experience due to social media and how that relates to Guy Du Bois, the society of the spectacle. A critical critique of Hashtag movements and much, much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, so we're almost ready to get into part two of Raggle Zulu Rebel Emeritus, The Eloquence of a Scribe. But first, I wanted to go ahead and explain a little something, something uh, for continuity's sake. Now, like we've said before, yeah, you heard part one. We always talk about how prolific Raggle Zulu Rebel is. Our dear brother Raggle Zulu Rebel is hella prolific, hella insightful, and all that. And you heard that just from the track at the top I just mentioned earlier. Uh, the Garden of Africa is just a single and it was produced by Cyclonius, the natural disaster of the dear brother and uh, by the way we added that commentary from Dr. John Henry Clark in there okay so you know this brother's always dropping singles I told y'all he got like 2.5 billion trillion tracks so even though he is retiring his catalog you know is gonna last until the next lifetime until the next lifetime until the next lifetime okay I'm saying all that to say this. So, you know, this interview took place September 4th, 2021. All right. His latest project at the time was Necromancy. Okay. Now, since then, okay, he's released another album and he, and he assures us and he told, he told me and he told everybody else, he got one more after this last one that came out on December 31st, 2021. Okay. It's called. It's called The Chronicles of John Messenger, okay? That's what this latest album that was released, December 31st, 2021, came out, was called. And we have that, too. Don't worry. We're going to link to that. We're going to link to Garden of Africa so you can pick up this brother's catalog. Don't worry. Don't worry. But I'm telling you all this to say, you're like, why is you going into this? Okay, we're going to get that album. We're going to get that album. Why are you explaining? I'm explaining that because... As you just heard, what we're going to be discussing in part two, we're going to be talking about necromancy. Well, one of the tracks that, if you remember, you heard in part one, right, was called Lonely People, okay? It's called Lonely People. You heard that in part one of Raggle Zulu Rebel Emeritus, The Eloquence of a Scribe. Now, since we already played that track, right, and this part two, we're going to be going an in-depth analysis of necromancy we get to talking about the track lonely people but in his latest album of as of this recording let me let me let me put an asterisk on that as of this recording the chronicles of ja messenger he actually has a track that we consider to be kind of like lonely people part two it's called where you're going so i just want to make that clear so when you hear us talking about Lonely People, the track. Remember, you heard it in part one, the previous episode, okay? And so we're going to be playing from the, we're going to be featuring Where You Going from the latest album as of this recording, The Chronicles of John Messenger, because it's like a part two of Lonely People and it relates. So when you hear us talking about Lonely People, y'all say, why are you playing Lonely People? Oh yeah, they played that in part one. So I just wanted to be clear, don't want to confuse anybody because we want to make sure everything is clear so that you won't be like how will i be able to obtain this great phenomenal work from rago zulu rebel and you'll be like oh okay okay i see why they put where you're going in here and they was talking about lonely people they're not retarded because we're not okay confusing breaky bones all right now we got that out the way i still got some more set up before we get into the to the uh episode okay Hold up, just one second. We about to get there, but I got to set this up right now. Yeah. All right, so in part two, we're talking to our dear brother, Raggle Zulu Rebel. And whenever you talk to Raggle Zulu Rebel, whenever I talk to him when we were doing an interview, when I talk to him 
offline, when it's just me talking, we chopping it up like brothers do. The brother's very insightful, okay? And I had to edit this interview, Zari and myself. Isn't that right, Zari? She just said, yes. Okay. So we had to edit the interview, but as I was editing the interview, man, just always talk. I've talked to Rago about this, okay? We've talked, then I go back, I go over the stuff I'm reading, my life experience, then we chop it up a little bit later and we'll be like, man, I didn't think of it like that. Remember that time we was talking about this and this happened like this? Okay, this is the same thing with this with this interview. That's why we're not like everybody else who just tries to throw shit out there, throw shit out there. Yeah, consume, consume. It doesn't matter if it's good, the quality's good. If it's clipping, do you know what clipping means? If it's clipping, it doesn't matter. Just get it out there, get it out there. All the garbage you can fucking eat, yeah, yeah. Because like we said, confusion breaky bones. We don't want no confusion. So it might take us a little while to get the, the accuracy out there because we don't want no confusing the breaky the bones. No wahala. Okay? So like I said, so while I was editing this, listening, the dialogue, we had a synthesis. Zari. James. Raggle Rebel had a synthesis and it made me think of some stuff. You're going to hear it. So I want you to think about what I'm about to read to you. Think of, put this on your mind before you go into this, the excerpts from this interview, and you're definitely going to want to get the full unabridged interview, okay, as well as our dear brother's catalog. But I want you to think of something. It made me reflect, reflecto, right, on something Paulo Fieri says in the pedagogy of the oppressed. And it goes a little something like this. If men and women are searchers and their ontological vocation is humanization, Sooner or later, they may perceive the contradiction in which banking education seeks to maintain them and then engage themselves in the struggle for their liberation. Page 75, The Pedagogy of the Oppressed by Paulo Fieri. See, we're not about that banking theory of education. That's what the dominant paradigm, the construct, this Western imposition that we live live under and they're subjugated by lives this banking theory style of education where you don't know anything, the teacher knows everything, and by virtue of having authority, authority, they want to make that synonymous with knowledge. So when you say, you question the teacher, you say, teacher, don't teach me no nonsense, right? Then you're not only bucking authority, but the way they want to set it up is that you're actually bucking, actually bucking knowledge, See, they want to make knowledge and authority synonymous. So might makes right, right? So because somebody got all the nuclear weapons and stuff like that, that means, oh, they must be smart. It's just like when you hear motherfuckers say, oh, well, that motherfucker rich. Okay, so that motherfucker is smart because they rich. Same type of logic, banking theory and education. So Paulo says we want to challenge that. We challenge that here on this show. That's what we're all about, okay? Now... And I want you to think about some of the stuff we're about to read because this is the type of synthesis we come to on Conscientization 101 Podcast. This is the type of people we have on like Raggle Zulu Rebel and others, okay? Now, in line with the polemics of the last episode and this episode, hell, Conscientization 101, period. We felt you would derive a particular value if we read a few quotes, right, We've read a few quotes from Ayikwe Arma, okay? We're not going to read from The Eloquence of the Scribes, a memoir on the sources and resources of African literature, okay? 
that's where, you know, we got the title for this particular episode. But we actually want to read it from his prodigious work, another prodigious work of his, 2000 Seasons, okay? A book that we know, even we know that Rago is familiar with because as I was editing this and I was listening to what Rago was saying, what we was going back and forth, it made me think of Ayikwe Omar's 2000 Seasons. So I'm going to read some quotes from 2000 Seasons right now. How infinitely stupefying the person of the single, unconnected viewpoint, station of the cutoff vision. How deathly the separation of faculties, the separation of people, the single agent's action is waste motion. The single agent's freedom, useless liberty. Such individual action can find no sense until there is again that higher connectedness that links each agent to the group. Then the single person is no cut off thing, but an extension of the living group. The single will, but a piece of the group's active will. Each mind a part of a larger common mind. Then each eye inspires itself with visions springing from group need. The ear is open to sounds beneficial to the listening group. The limbs move and the hands act in unbroken connection with the group. All right, that was uh, Ayikwe Omar's 2000 Seasons. That's page 213. Got one more quote from there. All right, now let me set this up This because this is a novel. This is also a very hard book to find now. Luckily, I was able to get a lot, of, procure a lot of copies. You know, that's what we always tell you here on Conscientization 101. If, you know, people like us who are truly independent, we're not sitting up here saying uh, we're not funded by somebody. We're not the latest Sally Struthers creation in the form of, quote, unquote, black business and stuff like that. When, uh, you know, you look around and you, you're giving to the starving African. Now, instead of giving to the starving African in Africa, you give to the starving Negro who has a business, right? <laughs> what the hell is that? And here it is. It's one Negro with a business, like we said before. And then here's the thing. You know, the reason why, you know, uh, legitimate capitalists, the capitalist pigs say like, okay, well, you can, you can give us your daughter. You can give us all the city land, give us all these kickbacks and all this stuff because we bring in jobs. Let me ask you this. How many have y'all seen these, this black business initiative that's been pushed by like Amazon and all these other corporate types, right? How many jobs are they providing? They don't even talk about that. You're just supposed to, you're just supposed to like support black business like you were supposed to give to Sally Struthers in the 80s when you see a starving child in Africa. You'd be like, oh, them kids are starving in Africa. And then you'd be like, didn't you say cousin so-and-so at the church was hungry? No, that's different. We're talking Africans. Right. Okay, let me get back to uh, Ayikwe Omar. So let me set this up. This is a, a, a cat who is digressing against the group, like we said. Okay, so let me just go ahead and read this. This, this is page 294. What we told him was this. In his going, he had made it absolutely clear his personal happiness was greater in his mind than the group's continuation 
in our chosen work. As long as he supposed there was something still left for him in the old life at Anoa, he knew no care for the group. For him then, the group was merely a thing to be used in pursuit of his individual happiness. Now I want that to, I want that to resonate and sit on your mind, especially when we go into this conversation with our dear brother Ragazoo the Rebel, who sussed this stuff out too. I also want you to think about all this propaganda you seeing, like I just said, with these one Negroes, they using the name black, the national emotions of black, the national, that bent up latent national yearnings that we have as African people around the world. They're using that and they're purporting the individual, the individual. So we're supposed to conflate, like I said before, we're supposed to conflate an individual with the group. Meanwhile, the group is still fucked off. Okay? That's what they want you to do. Raggle gonna talk about this, but there's another thing I want to bring up. I just finished the book. Big surprise. I just finished the book, right? It's called Black and Gold, Tycoons, Revolutionaries, and Apartheid by Anthony Sampson. Okay. I want to say this. It's a very good book, very informative of what was going on. It was published in 87. Copyright on here is 87. Okay. It's talking about the quote-unquote apartheid struggle in South Africa. And Zani, notice how I said quote-unquote, because the struggle was never about apartheid. You see, that's the, how they're shaping our struggle now. It's always been about national liberation and sovereignty, but now it's about black business and, you know, having a black business and you going back, as Garvey said it, and I agree with Garvey, entering to suicidal relationships because with interracial partners. Okay, when you do that romantically, like Garvey said it, and I agree with it, you're engaging in a suicidal process of the race. Now, like I just said, you might say, me as an individual, they love me. We talking about the group. We talking about the group. Okay, we ain't talking about you as an individual. You will sacrifice, you will use the group to forge your individual uh, 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 personal ambitions. And guess the thing about this book I'm about to read from. Okay. They never have a problem with supporting the individual. It's the group they got a problem with. I'm going to read here from a, 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 pay, a quote in here real quick. Anthony Sampson's Black and Gold, Tycoons, Revolutionaries, and Apartheid. Okay, here we go. Page 230, 231. Not, just real small. Not even, I'm not going to go to the whole page. Here we go. Rupert and DePlessis, like most other Afrikaner businessmen and President Botha himself, put much of their hope on the emergence of a black middle class of small businessmen or professionals to counter the radicalism of the ANC and provide a bridge with the black world. Sound familiar what they're doing now? Does it sound familiar? Now, I said both the president, both prime minister, both of Azania. Okay. Y'all should look up president, prime minister, both See some of the nice, cute things he said about African people. And he wants to promote a black middle class. He wants to work with them because, as Botha said, he said, we don't want it to go to a revolutionary thing. We don't want this revolt to go to a revolutionary thing. Let me set up the context. In 1986, it's always the people, the masses of our people, the poor people, not these Negroes who can set up meetings on TV and stuff, but the poor, and there were some radical elements inside the ANC. 
Okay, not everybody was Tybo and Becky. Okay, so you you had a uh, 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 the masses rose up in '86 and said, you know what? Between Sharpsville, Soweto, all this shit, y'all ain't doing. We we tired of this shit. They were they revolt. That's what isn't this familiar? What didn't it happen in 2020? When we when we revolt and rebel, they don't want it to turn into revolution. So they want to set the parameters. And then they'll say the parameters, where's the black middle class? Where's the Negroes we taught in Christ? Church and God and Christ. Both have said this. Now, let me tell you what both have said. Both have said in 86. He said, this uprising, talking about the black masses, will bring out the beast in us. Now, they was already shooting little kids. They was already, uh, 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 like, mutilating our children and and Azania. And he said, this uprising is going to bring out the beast in us. And of course, his his counterparts, Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher, they loved him. They didn't want to do any sanctions. They wanted, they believed in the policy of constructive engagement. The song Beast of No Nations from Fela Kuti was partly inspired by that quote from both who said, this uprising will bring out the beast in us. And what did both of us say? We'll just counter this. We want black businessmen. We want black middle class. Isn't that what we have having right now? Now, I want to bring all that together because what I'm basically saying is what we're going to talk about in this part two is always remember they're trying to break up the group and hold up the individual as if it's synonymous, like I said, with the group, just like authority is synonymous with uh, knowledge but like Paulo said when you seek is your vocation your ontological vocation is humanization you can see through this shit you can see that this ain't no Marcus Garvey self-reliance this is neo-colonialism both have said man we need a black Negroes we can control you go to these these stores these white stores you ain't you ain't got no uh, there's no black distributors no black production and no black retail. All you got is black consumers. And mostly it's in the white store and the white people feel good. And again, the Negroes, they say black business. They look like, when I'm from, the, I was born in 78. It reminded me of Sally Struthers when they showed a bloated belly African child saying, feed them, Sally Struthers. Now it's, oh, look, it's, it's a Negro who can smile. Look at him. He got a business. Now, if you try to get a job, you don't know where to call these Negroes at. Okay. They're using this strategy that they've used but because we're divorced from our history and don't study because that's what they don't want you to do. Because I heard Muda Baruka say this. He said, uh, inspiration, you know, when you seek to struggle and you only use inspiration, inspiration without information leads to superstition. And that's how we're struggling out here. We need to be inspired we need that inspiration, but you also need information. And no, don't be confused when they hold up these. They, they done trained these Negroes in school. They got their phone number and stuff like that. And every time without fail, you can look at Mississippi. You can look at you can look at all over the world. You can look when our people hit them streets in Azania, when we tore up the system, they go to find the Negroes they train in their school to say, oh, we don't want nobody to get hurt. Now everybody else done got their head chopped off and stuff like that. We don't want no more vi- we don't want no violence. But it's the violence that stopped the goddamn violence. They wasn't wor- when let me put it to you like this. When you read this book, 
black and gold if you can find it because I got a used copy, right? But I'll put it up when, my, when I finally put it in the library. What you'll understand is this. Black folks dying around the world, okay? I just read something um, a couple days ago. Actually, yesterday from this recording, uh, this is February 17th. Sorry, it's February 17th. I can't, okay. I read it yesterday. There was an African brother in Brazil, okay? He was working, and uh, he they called him a refugee for he was from the Congo. So the, the cracker didn't pay him his money. So he went to inquire to the cracker. He said, cracker. He probably didn't say cracker, but that's what I would. Cracker. You ain't paid me in two days. And, you know, I need my money. He probably said, sir, I need my money. You know, the white man said, I ain't paying you nothing. And started yelling at him. So they got into a little argument. He then took a, like a bat and hit him upside the head, tied him up, and then beat him to death. Okay. This happened here, so y'all, we have to understand this happens to us worldwide. That's 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 what I'm trying to let you know. Worldwide. So I don't want to hear about, that's why I'm saying you got to understand the continuity of how we struggle. Because people say, oh, Black Lives Matter. Like, you got to understand, I'm going to run over here, run over here. You can't get out this struggle. It's all over. It's all over. We, we getting it like this all over. Okay, so... I wanted to throw that out there because I was saying about how that happened to that brother. And then when I was relaying that to the book, Black and Gold, well, black people dying, the stock prices didn't fall. Nothing happened. When, you know, we get shot and all this stuff happens to us around the world, you know, they say, oh, the economy's great. It's only when we say enough is enough and we righteously rebel, then the markets start going haywire, okay? The point I'm making to you this, the point I'm making is this. Our death is normal in this economy. When we refuse to die and stand up and fight, that's when the stock market starts to crash. Do you understand what I'm saying? Our death is normal. It's normalized. It's, it's, It's functional for the society to go. Only when we say enough is enough, that's when they say, where's the black middle class? Do you make the correlation? Because when we rose up, that's when all everything and business and shit went haywire and they start calling in the big multinationals, throw up black business, target, black this, black that, black this, black excellence, black black Negro with a white woman. I love it. Black dog, black this. Okay? Confusion, breaky dimbons. Think about this. So you act like uh, oh, they love this ain't gonna happen. No, it's normal for us to die. The stock prices, the whole international economy runs on when we say no, no more. That's when I got it. So they'll tell you this. Oh, why can't you protest peacefully? You know what that means? Make sure commerce still flows. Because when we die, ain't nothing getting, you know, the stock market's still gonna close and everything. It's gonna be all right. But when we say fuck that shit, that's when you see, oh, God, markers are so unstable right now. I want you to think about all this. I want you to think about all this now as we go into Raggle Zulu Rebel Emeritus, The Eloquence of a Scrob, Part 2, right now. Now. Now we're going to talk about your latest album, Necromancy. Get a little bit more into that. 
And we hear many topics throughout this album, such as economic development, your reflections on the impressions you've made on people and vice versa, and your intentions for the future. So, you know, we've had our own little discussions about what you meant and and what you were trying to convey in our own interpretation, but we want to know, in your own words, what is the overall theme of this album? Um, oh, and and before before I'm sorry, not to cut you, Rag. I'm going to go ahead and do this right quick. I'm not going to read all my. I got some other notes for this, but I want to just give the track listening track listing to the listening audience. It's 15 tracks. One is the intro. We kind of mentioned that in the other question. The second one is elevator music he has a video for that done by global faction great video i actually watched that this morning the third one is first stone and the fourth uh track is lonely people featuring ideal formerly i and ideal man they rapping real fast on that one i i man i'm gonna go into that track i like that one that i really i like all of them but the man y'all was rapping fast i can't even imitate that one so i had to write down what it was about i'm sorry y'all had too much skills now then you got number five is Mac and Cheese, has a video for that as well. Number six is Think of Me. Uh, uh, and, and seven is Spotlight. When I went together, I, well, I got the spotlight. But now that I'm a man, all I do is rock that mic. Okay, anyway. And number eight is Big Woman Ting. Nine is Money Have a Make. Money Have a Make. Okay. And number 10 is The Science, Science Skip. Number 11 is No Time Soon. And 12 is Fast Track, okay? Fast Track, that beat on there, Victory is the Last Lap. 13 is Dead Flowers with Asabi Howell. That is, oh, man, that's, I love that one. And 14, Respect Due. And 15 is Farewell, Only Son of Michelle. Okay, Never Worked Retail. All right, now, <laughs> mention, uh, oh, now, I wanted to mention that, you know, there's two guest appearances. It's I and Ideal or Ideal and Asabi and Mac and Mac and Cheese Mac Cheese and Elevator Music has videos for it. Now, Rago, I, I just want to let the listening audience be aware of that. Now, please explain this phenomenal work. Um, yeah, you said it a bit earlier. They're only going to love you when you're dead. That was it. Like we live in a society where, um, that your value. Um, Jada Kiss said it. He said something about free your best rapper in the ocean. But it's all right though, because dead rappers get better promotion. We don't value people. Like, when we back to what we were saying about being a scene or being a culture and being an industry, industry only values commodity. You know what I mean? And your value goes up when there's no longer going to be any more of them being produced. So we've seen it with the Biggie and the Tupacs. You know what I mean? The, the, or the Bob Marleys. Once they can kind of control your image and remix you and stick you on things of other people, that's when they love you in the music content. But even in life, you've got friends, aunties, uncles, that a lot of us lost family last year. I mean, we didn't, we didn't rally them in the same way until they, they all went. You know what I mean, so it's, it's, it's a human thing as well, I suppose. So it's just kind of recognizing that. And then once you know it, like you guys were saying, know better, do better. So I think the album was just a cry to make people recognize after going through 2020, take time and value the people you care about and have love for. Like I look at that Nipsey Hussle thing. I knew of Nipsey before, but I didn't see people showing him love in the way that the whole scene just kind of took him on and was like, oh, he's so great and he's prophetic and he's Ethiopian and he's related to Alice Celestia and all the rest of this. <laughs> they weren't talking that when he was still here. They weren't talking it. So, you know, it's, it's for us to turn around and, okay, we recognize this. This is a pattern that's happening. So let's give people their flowers while they can smell them, as people seem to be saying these days. And not on a not on a cheesy one or on a formal one, but just valuing people and appreciating 
the contribution that they add to our lives while, we, while, while they can acknowledge it. Whether it be on a world scale, whether it be on a local scale, whether it be on a, even in your own home. You know what I mean? Like James and, and Zari, you're showing each other you love each other. And whatever level that is, or however you interpret that art, is to recognize that, give value to things. Don't wait till the flower's dead before you smell it and then it's too late. Yeah, man. And I wanted to go over some of the tracks right now. I'm making sure I'm looking at the recorders. It doesn't drop out because I, I had to run to some of the tracks. The first track I want to talk about is a track you got a video for, Elevated Music. I, wanted, I wrote down one of the lyrics. You know, it's like, this, this is my point, uh, part I like right here. Zari's looking at me. Here I go. Here I go. We all come from a real estate where everybody rent and got no real estate. A place where you can't trust your real best mate. That's why we elevated to a real estate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And um, to me, it sounds like uh, on that track, that's that's the first track. The first track is the intro, but the first music track is that. And what it sounds like um, in there, that the theme of that song is you don't talk about some big man team. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Not just you know, fucking off your money. It's like grown man type stuff in that. You, that's why it's called elevator music. So, I mean, am, am I correct? What, what, what's up with well, that? I, you is absolutely correct. And even that, like you said about elevator, elevator is when you're going up to someone. When we're talking about, see, we're talking earlier about death. We're ascending beyond that because we're dealing with our legacy. We're going beyond the flesh and we're dealing with, and when I say spiritual, not just the oh, 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 ghosts and duckies, but the unseen and things that are more than our own physical ability, like influence, like, how we relate to things like how you feel something. You know that when something happens in a room and you and another person see it and then you kind of connect on that. It's that, it's that beyond, I'm not dragging you, but I'm showing you. Or back to the action that we said when you start running and people respond. It's that kind of thing. And then it's not even elevator music, it's elevator music. Because you see that music, that's yes. kind of how they got music nowadays. Because remember like when you go to that test, uh, you go to a supermarket and they're... <laughs> or um, you ever watch um, Beverly Hills Cop? Yes. Yeah? And they've got that um, and Eddie Murphy and, and the white cop with the kind of like that Jewish hair, like the, the, the mullet look, yeah? And um, I think it's like the show of love. I can't remember what the song's called, but... <laughs> That kind of is, oftentimes music is not in the background, but it's selling us mantras yes. and it's subconsciously programming us. It's not necessarily in your face or in the forefront, but that's the psychology which a lot of modern music makes. See, like, once upon a time, it's all about the lyrics. Now it's just about the sonic production and the end result and the feeling. But with that, though, we don't listen to the lyrics and then we're getting programmed with, I'm going to put my blood in my trainers or, or whatever kind of magic <laughs> psyches that these people are bringing. Do you know what I mean? So... I guess I tried to reverse psychology the thing and give them some music to kick back in the background, but I said some stuff. I kind of gave up the secret. I, I said too much, maybe, in the song for it to be music. But that's the kind of psychology I was playing with when I created it. Um, it's a, it's the, the, the mantras that you're going to hear as you elevate and as you go up. And as we go from boyhood to manhood to godhood or to our higher self, you're going to need a soundtrack. You're going to need a mantra, words, power, and sound. So it's, mm, it's you. like you said to that, that fear estate is back to what we were talking about of not worrying about death. When they've got us worried about yep. death or worrying about economic death or not being broke or not fitting in or whatever, they can control we us. But when we, yeah. All right. But mm-hmm. when we ascend beyond that, like I said, the next line in the song, we need the F you money. Yeah, I like that because, yes, yeah, it, to me it was like, I need to be comfortable and, you know, and not just be no capitalist, but when I'm comfortable, I can say, man, fuck you money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, whatever you're offering me, 
I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool. Good. Exactly. I'm I, Gucci, I mean, as these young people would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, I, that's why I, I took that perfectly from that. It's like, you can't buy me part of me. I got my money, so fuck, fuck you. You know, I, I, now I, I, I got that one right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? blinging and having all kind of crazy diamonds and all that i guess you're here to get your money right huh? all the time and you know all that is cool for the image and all that but all that my business you feel me i'd rather invest in real estate you know what i'm saying oh, wait, wait can you repeat that again man you're up and coming artist what did you say you want to do i said invest is some assets lord the fool and his money soon par To talk too much ain't never too smart But the wise ones listen wisdom While the fool talk money talks While the bullshit walks And this the same shit London to New York To talk on the smartphone is never too smart Loose lips sink ships Better keep the crew sharp Or in a fishing with the blue sharks Some buy a car while others choose art Might buy a pair of new necks or a new clocks But I don't do clubs I'd rather do parks For share exercise and give my use a head start Fresh juice and fruits for breakfast Stimulate their minds ready for the next class Economics, education, only way we get past But the last shall be first and the first shall be last Watch everything I said come to pass See the phoenix rise up from the underclass Charge it home the next hundred yards If the boss can't feed his hungry dogs Now me my house and home all is under drawers so we can buy Mumsy a yard Sponsor the homeless and his hungry dog Just because Love is love To Bamba Clark If there's no love Suck your dirty mums under par Until she get yeast infection from the start Cause I've always shown Enough respect from the start Sleep is a cousin of death Ask Uncle Nas Cha Even Ricky can't run so fast so pay attention in class, life's best things are free and for the rest have a charge Supply and demand, cuff and book by the Sarge Caught in the act, with the strap And a black club became a street soldier Sucked by the draft, now he's in the jail ass with a loud mouth Surround by a wild pack of sharks Urban warfare where Pierre camouflage Digital age out of analog Watch everything I said come to pass If the phoenix rise up from the underclass Charge it home the next hundred yards If the boss can't feed his hungry dogs Now me matter house and home all is under drawers So we can buy mumsy a yard Sponsor the homeless and his hungry dog Just because we all came from a real estate Where everybody rent and got no real estate A place where you can't even trust your real best mate It's why we elevated to a fearless state Need that fuck you money Say it from your chest Never make it if you never save an invest Whip and your trainers may look fresh But like Jerry the damager you're playing yourself Watch everything I said come to pass See the phoenix rise up from the underclass Charge it home the next hundred yards If the boss can't feed the underclass to us Trick off my money on supply business like diamonds You know what I'm saying? Cars that lose value for drive them off the lot so you're, trying to, you're trying to get land Exactly, huh? Exactly. A real asset, take care of my people Because, you know, that's, it, it, it look good But at the end of the day, you're losing value I mean, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't appreciating, it's depreciating It's losing value yeah, so I want to go to the next track that I, I, I the lyrics just kind of, I, all the lyrics struck me, and I had an editor here who had to edit me, so I only got, you know, so I got some, I got, I probably went too far than she want me to, but I, I, I got some tracks. You some compromised, lyrics. yeah, you compromised. Yeah, we compromised, so 
I want to talk about the track first, Stone, okay? Um, so the lyrics I wrote down was, okay, here I go, here I go. This shit was hard. Okay, but I practiced. <laughs> be warned, pure jokers in the deck. Only young for a minute will be old in just a sec. Hold my composure when they show me no respect. Not many make it unscathed with no regrets. Burning frankincense and mule, keeping my instincts sharp and my intentions pure. I didn't know you practiced oh, that one. <laughs> I'm about to have a job. It's a good job I'm retiring. <laughs> you can pass it to him. Wait, wait, but yeah. th- let's go. Let's let's pick that apart. Let's pick that it's apart. Like Bruce Leroy. You didn't need Bruce Leroy. <laughs> man, think about that shit. When I heard that, I said, man, that is so true. Like, I mean, somebody who, you know, got in his 40s and you like, you you know, you th- you thinking you young for a long time, but you only young for a minute. You're going to get older and just as... Most of that your life sh- is not young. Yeah, that <laughs> shit was like... And then you start seeing people behind you. It's like, this boy Rago seeing some stuff. And then one of the things you really said, I want, I want brothers to really understand this one that you said in there, is the fact that we, you know, we colonize and we like, man, we can't take no shit. Man, we all going to get played and we ain't going to leave this bitch unscathed. So don't feel bad that if something crazy happened and you feel like, man, I should have whooped that mother or did, you know, why did that happen to me? That's going to happen. Like, like I like how you said you, you're not going to leave unscathed with no regrets. You know what I'm saying? But you did say and be vigilant by saying mm-hmm. keep your instincts sharp and my intentions pure. That means be righteous, but always be vigilant. But don't worry, brother. You're going to go through it, but that's a part of life. Go ahead. Speak on that song. Only cast the first stone. You see, you see when we were talking about spiritual earlier, and I'm saying, I'm not trying to talk about no spook. But those are the, see what I said about the unseen? Those are things that, see what I said, like, when they're in a room with someone and we both see something, and not everyone in the room sees it, but we both acknowledge it. It's the unseen. But those are the unseen things I'm talking about. Like, um, Rakim had a, a lyric, and he said something, I could take a daily word. Uh, I can take a, a word rarely heard, flip it, and that's a daily word, yeah? And our thing as musicians or as artists, as lyricists, is to capture this life experience and to say the unsaid, things that you've only ever felt, but you've never even been able to articulate. Our job is to articulate mm. those things so you can build on them and kind of yes. turn around and utilize it or, or apply that knowledge. Now you're aware of it, not just something you felt. Now you're aware. You can go about and work with that. You know what I mean? So with this, back to what I was thinking about mortality and thinking about how we're here and I tried to put more of those aspects in it. Like once upon a time, I know you might have tried to put the best punchlines in or you might have tried to have the nicest flow or you might have tried to I don't really try to do any of that stuff anymore. I just try to capture things which aren't being said or hasn't been said. So, because we hit, there's 10,000 MCs everywhere in the world saying something about something. Bless them all, yeah? But, I don't know. I see certain things my way. Only me looks through these eyes. These eyes. So, it's for me to put down these things that I see. I can't always, we don't always able to articulate it. But once I get around to it, I share that. And ones and ones like yourself might relate. A lot of people don't because they're not looking at deep. Or even deep, but they're just not looking at that. Those are the things I've seen. So, you know, share that. Yeah. And, um, man, uh, that was a phenomenal observation of life. That's what I'm saying. The Vanguard embraced people's consciousness to this, this Mm -hmm. type of, uh, reality, because this is what I'm saying about life, you know? And, um, especially when they try to get you to blame yourself for everything and self help. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when things happen to people, they think that it just happened to them. Uh-huh. And then they start to blame themselves. And then that's how people get Negative on drugs. Self-help. And yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, yep. 
suicides. Yeah, and then this whole personal responsibility thing as opposed to looking at structures, you know, that can drive you to things or not present certain opportunities and they tell you, oh, well, it's all your fault. You should have worked harder. Well, no, it's not because there's a structure in place, mm-hmm. you know. And the barrier so, like, set in front of my way. Yeah. yeah, so like you said, it's you're not going to get out unscathed. You just have to... It's better to understand the system so that you can make better decisions. But even then, somebody's going to try to steal your money. And then you see, like, on the, on the unscathed and on the no regrets thing, see, when we're talking about the brulee or these systems or even when you're pledging or whatever the case may be, enough of these people that we're looking at as these moral, these um, social and cultural leaders or whatever, what have they sacrificed to get into these positions? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like, what have they done to that the, 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 couch, the little couch in a big, big exec couch in a little room that um, James was talking about earlier. Do you know what I mean? What have, and then even that, sometimes, all right, so when we get into that open energy earlier where we chop them off, they're a sellout. Oftentimes people go through the experience and learn from it. Look at the whole Dave Chappelle thing. I'm not, I don't put anyone on a pedestal, but I remember Dave Chappelle was banging on the whole wearing the dressing and then I thought, hang on a second. One of my favorite films when I was a kid was Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> he had the tights on. Wearing the dress. Uh, more than that, they had him in the dress, they had him, but that's how we knew. He learned from that experience being a young person and it opened his eyes up to then now I've got a bigger platform and I don't necessarily have to bow to you. I've got my FU money. I can turn around and talk certain things. So when I was young, I was in a, I was in the theater. Part of the reason why I left the theater and they had a play, there are two plays on. One was called The Boys and it was a modern day thing of The Boys and Syracuse or something like this, some kind of Shakespearean type thing or whatever. But they had urbanized the thing and put us all in hoodies and tracksuits and dance routines and all the stuff that appealed to my young 15-year-old mind or 14-year-old mind. And there was rapping. There was only two or three rapping roles. And I wasn't subjected. I did my friend, my actual my guy I was in a rap crew with, he was older than me. He got the role kind of thing. So, I, And I was heartbroken. And then they put me in the other play called The Devil in Drag. Yeah? Now, at the time, I didn't think much of it. I didn't pay any mind. Whatever. It was, it was um, a remake of Midsummer Night Scream. You know what I mean? And so they've got fawns and, you know, like fawns of the, 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 the Capricorn, the Baphomet kind of man, the man that is half man, half, half um, goat or something like this or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, in the end, we all had an opportunity to go and do the photo shoot or whatever. They used, we all took photos. They used my image on the front cover of this play, Devil and Drag. I had my foot, like, first little, they weren't natties, but like little um, Chinese bumps, twist, little twist things on my head. They photoshopped it in, gave me horns and used me as the image. They had the Pope, they had this person, that person. And use me as the image of the devil. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Now, I, only when I got older, I came back to it because there, there was many devils. We was, I was part of the congregation of these devils in this play, but they used my image on the front cover. Now, normally within the theater, they use me as the um, troubled rude boy character who has a crisis in conscience and comes out and becomes better. That normally means something will happen <laughs> and they end up stitching on my boys or and doing what the audience think is the right thing. But it always conflicted me because if he's a rude boy, if he's a bad man, yeah, then his character wouldn't treat his character to stick to that and to be true. But no, at some point, you always snitches and the audience are always like, great, this is so emotional and touching. But it conflicted, <laughs> it conflicted me. So this was a new role and I was just part of the chorus of these devils who popped up every now and again with a song. We ran around in tights doing whatever the case may be. But this is at 14. After when I saw the play and I felt, and I said, yeah, they've got man as the devil in drag. Like, what the fuck? Oh, wow. Excuse my friend. But yeah, I was like, and as I got older, I continued that. And I even said it on um sell out on God MC. Yeah, on God MC. I heard, that. I heard yeah. them. I heard that yeah, when you talked about that. Yeah. I had to address it. I didn't want no one pulling out my card of me later on down the line like, Rago Zulu Rebel, what about this, you devil in drag? Like, mm. yeah, I had to, 
I had to claim it, but I learned from that experience. And part of that is why I left the theatre, because they always want you to play their roles in order to get to play the roles you want to. Whereas as a musician, I could kind of have my own persona and come from my own place and perspective. Like you said, a well-rounded perspective of who Jamal Jones Thomas is and his worldviews, which are sometimes with poetic license, but that's what Rago Zulu Rebel became. And a big part of it was about being so true to myself because they already tried to get me to sell out. And for nothing, just to get a clap yeah. from my mum and my grandma or whoever came to see it. There was, there was no gold in it. You know I mean, it was just that we wanted to perform. And so this is how I know about this whole thing through my own experience. Yep. It wasn't a major experience. It didn't offer me a million pounds. But from young, I clocked the play and was like, all right, you sneaky. <laughs> I see you. Cool. <laughs> now, you know, I know what you mean, too. Because, and sometimes you don't learn till later when you, mm-hmm. when you start to understand more things. Because mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I was in the band. And we used to have to do a thing called UIL. And I had to, and I played clarinet. So I had to do a solo of this. It was called Le Petit Negro or something like that. Le Petit, Le, Le Petit Nuer. Yes. And, and, and I was like, and then so uh, me and James were looking at like old stuff from that I, we had put up in the attic. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember having to play this. And and we were like, like playing the small nigga anthem. Yeah, and, and we were like, but this says little negro. To white people now. And it's mm-hmm. and it's almost like a kind of a soft shoe song. It's like na 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 That's how I go. Oh shit. Yeah, oh, it's a, it's like a soft shoe song, straight up. Oh, my God. And then I was thinking, wow, why did my band directors let me play this? You know what I mean? Like To an audience filled of white people. Yeah, because it it's called UIL. It's like a whole little Yeah, you know, yeah, I didn't you know. It's a a formal kind of process to get Whatever recognition, so uh, from white that's folk, what? right? That's what? Yes, that's what. And did I was like, that? "Why did he let us play this?" Like, yeah, and, and so now when I when I got older, I was like, "Wow!" So I was just there as like this when I was what fifteen at the time, this fifteen year old child playing soft shoe to white people, and I didn't think anything of it. They, they were, were clapping, yeah. This and you I mean, in the, the whole sacrifice. the whole process of being in the band too, because we were, you know, we were. I don't know, you know, like drumline, like in the south, it's, a, it's it was a black band, put it that way. Okay, so we did the dance routine, we would break down, we would play Scarface and stuff like that. But really, when I think about Mary, it, Mary, 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 right, Mary. <laughs> stuff like that, and we we would have fun doing it. But when I think about it, because we were in a white school district, we were the only black school in a white school district. We were really just performing for white people. Like the white people that, would love it, you know. And it's that's like, the compromise but then we they made we just become like these monkeys dancing for y'all. You know what I mean? Because our service, the the, the football thing. You see the thing in England recently, yeah. It showed. Um, you see the whole the world the World Cup or whatever it was or the European Cup, and then England was killing it. They ain't won nothing since nineteen sixty six, and they were killing it. But the the people that was killing it was three black boys. One Raheem Sterling, who's Jamaican migrant. And they, the, the press in Britain normally are always massacring him. He's got a tattoo of a of an M16 on his foot because his foot is his strap. He busts off his foot. When he kicks the ball, bullet, bullet, yeah? But they're saying he's invoking gang culture. and all. But they've been sacrific- crucifying these guys for months, weeks and days in their professional career, yeah? They start mm-hmm. playing for England and they're our boys, our champions, our heroes. Our, but that is our only existence to exist is to entertain or make their lives mm-hmm. better through some way, shape or form. We don't have our own existence. We don't have our own right to be, yeah? Yeah. And so that whole little, the small Negro, the, the little nigger anthem that they had you playing was the elders <laughs> sacrificing you up as a pure blood. Yeah. That's it's right. Ritual. It's ritual. Yeah. Sacrificing you as a pure blood to that, that system or on the altar. Same as Isaac went to sacrifice um, Ishmael or whatever the case may be. It's that same ritualistic um, 
uh, mentality, yeah. And mm-hmm. there was what was the what was the point I was going to make? Uh, ritual. Excuse me. Um, small blood. Uh, and back to like I said about the vampires. It's 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 a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing, and it's what they've tried to indoctrinate us with. And then see how you was having a good time with your peers. There's certain things that we just do. We make music. We create. We. It was a culturally enjoyment. But in order for you to have that freedom to use these instruments and use these tools, at some point we have to pay the piper. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. That's and that's what I, that goes back to the first question in terms of like they're going to use their imposition. This is all political. Mm-hmm. People say they don't want to get political. Hey, man. You know, every, every transaction is political. Everything. The, the fact that you can make a transaction is political. The fact that I got a toilet that can flush is political. You know what I'm saying? We got to understand that. And that's, that's exactly, you know, first stone. That's the first stone. Yeah. Only the one with that sin can cost the first stone. These psalms I'm on for I put on my thumbs Clearing out my life Cut the lock off and gone Trial of coach, keep calm From where I'm sitting, watch the streets go on Lying in the grass, we rise and meet dawn Strategize, plan aside for each pawn Be warned, pure jokers in the deck Only young for a minute, we'll be only just a sec Home my composure when they show me no respect Not many make it unscathed with no regrets Burning frankincense and murky My instinct sharper, my intentions pure uh, And cast the first stone Past, number one home. Heard you got murdered, the killers weren't known. Mumsy tried to tell his son, leave the life alone. Soulfully, paint pictures with the poetry. And if it don't resonate, I take it to a lower key. For all the ones we've lost, gone too soon at the crossroads and crossed. Friends come and friends go, and enemies drive by in the bend slow. Head, shoulders, knees, then ten toes. Didn't wanna see our bones left for the jankros. Seen lovers and friends on the street lights, seen the muggers and the drug dens. Who am I to judge anybody's problems? Only he without sin is permitted to condemn. And cast the first stone, I walk past, cool, but no one went home. Heard you got murdered, but the killers weren't known. Mumsy tried to his son leave the life alone. Soulfully, painting pictures with this poetry. And if it don't resonate, I take it to a lower key. For all the ones we've lost, gone too soon at the crossroads and crossed. For all the ones we've lost, yo, at the crossroads and crossed, yeah. Uh, for all the ones we've lost, gone too soon. Miss it so much, yo. For all the ones we've lost, let me get a soul. Now I'm going to get to the next track that I really love. Uh, and now I couldn't write down lyrics to this one. Only lyric I can sing because you kind of slowed down, Rago. You said, Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin. That's then, and then y'all, you were <laughs> now and I, grown. Now, yeah, there you go. And, 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 and then him and I, I and Ideal starts the track. They just be going fast. But the track, you all, is called Lonely People. And it's a deep track. And I want to read my notes on this listening audience. You got to understand this is a deep track. Okay. So there's a track where he breaks down, I, him and I did a breakdown, social alienation brought on about by social media and the pandemic and how it's affecting the masses. 
And I had to say, it reminds me of Guy Du Bois. It's, it's he's a French. He was he was a French philosopher. If the book is actually on, uh, uh, this book is called Society of the Spectacle. The, he predicted this Instagram stuff because uh, it's it's actually on Conscientization One Hundred and One Library. You, everybody should read it. But I wanted to just kind of read about the book because Rago is in I and Ideal are, are breaking down. The same thing Du Bois talked about in this 1967 published book, Society of the Spectacle. Du Bois, du Bois that's his name, Guy Du Bois, du, traces the development of a modern society in which authentic, listen, y'all, authentic social life, that means real life, authentic social life has been replaced with its representation. All that, and, and this is a quote, direct quote from the book. All that was once directly lived. That means you macking to a girl, you doing your thing, you hanging out. All that was once directly lived has become mere representation, end quote. Du Bois argues that the history of social life, that means real life, can be understood as the decline of being. That means just living the decline of being. I'm just me. I'm here into having that's that capitalist shit into having and having into merely appearing. Now you ain't even got to have the shit no more. You just got to appear to have it. This is what happens in late stage capitalism. According to the board, this condition, according to the board is the quote, historical moment at which, at which the commodity that means these tennis shoes and all this other shit completes its colonization of social life. That means you are controlled by these, by these commodities. And so he says the spectacle, he says the spectacle is the inverted image. That means it's inverted backwards image of society in which relations, relations between commodities, that's things have supplanted. That means having relations with shoes, computers, iPhones have supplanted relationships between people. In which, quote, passive identification with the spectacle supplants, supplants genuine activity. That means just looking at these commodities and people relating to them. It's you by looking at it passively. That supplants genuine activity. That means going to hang out with Rago as opposed to just looking at a picture of Rago. That's some freaky shit. Okay. Yeah, but and, see, all right, see what we said. Sorry, just to interject. See what we said about the two thing and the Bob Marley thing. It's easier to control a person's image than it is to control a person. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. yes. That's it. Yes. That's it. Yeah. And then they could turn around and sue you for creative this and that. Da, 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 da. And so it's just about control. It's about control. And like, all right, let, let me go. On. Okay. I'm, I got, I got a little more. And then he says, That's cool. okay. And, and the spec, and then he says, after I said it's the, the passive identification with, with, of the, with the spectacle, supplants genuine activity. And then another quote, the spectacle is not a collection of images, Du Bois writes. Quote, rather, it is a social relation among people mediated by images. That means your relations with people is mediated by these images. And this book was published in 1967. And uh, like I said, sorry I couldn't perform the lyrics because y'all was going too <laughs> too fast in that <laughs> one. But 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 still, um, that's that's pretty much where I want to leave it. And, and and here's what I'm the point I'm making. I want everybody to unpack what I just said. And then I want you to unpack that Rago Zulu Rebel and I and Ideal break down this with brevity, clarity, and and and, 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 and a level of caring 
to where you can understand this, the man on the street. Like I said, that Vanguard, if you, if you know more, you got more responsibility. So that's what they're talking about in this song. I can't do the song. By the album, I can't do it. But that's what they're talking about. Get Guy the Boys the Society as a Spectacle. They broke it down and, and talked about how people are lonely and alienated. Why is it called lonely people? Because these people walk around looking all happy and look at me and I got all these friends. Man, if you got all them friends, you're going to be hanging with the friends. You ain't going to be on this guy. I ain't taking no goddamn pictures. But go ahead, Rago. Talk, 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 talk. talk that guy the is the boy, for real. For real, for real. I'm just dropping sets. Yeah. Um, I feel like, back to what I said to you about the movie Inception, reality itself is a dream. It's a perception. It's, it's something in your mind. You know what I mean, we don't know what beyond our own physical experience, yeah? So then they're creating these alternative realities or these other worlds dreams are inside of a dream and if you don't have that that material that one thing to connect you back to your core your center like i was like they've got the spinning top in the movie and you touch the spinning top and then you remember oh yeah and then you come back awake in your own reality but enough people ain't got them and then they've gone inside of a dream inside of a dream inside of a dream like an app inside of an app inside of an app inside your phone yeah and they can't never wake up like it was all a dream they're, they're lost they're lost with by like you said controlled by these images back to what we were saying earlier about being um you said something about being on a, uh, about being a plantation all around the world in different patches of the plantation. Um, what was I These forts are inside of forts inside of forts. It's getting deep. I have to come back out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, you, you had said something earlier which really kind of... But yeah, it's illusions. That's illusions. Smoke and mirrors. And they want to wrap up more in their smoke and mirrors because they're controllable, like I said, with the images. Oh, like um, George Floyd and that whole... Showing us these images of as of being um, uh, see like when we commit violent acts against each other back to like the domestic husband does it's reiterating through these imagery that you can't do us nothing you ain't gonna do me nothing yeah. yeah. what, what you gonna do punk what you gonna do that's my wife punk like it's that kind of they they show it and it's oh black lives matter and we cry for it or whatever but the reality is are you gonna stop it or you ain't that's it. You, it's it's, a, it's a form today? of psychological warfare yes. because it's psychic violence because they show the image repeatedly, repeatedly yep. conditioning yep. you. And then they say, let me, I just want to add this because I'm going to quote uh, a, a BLA, former BLA member, Daruba Ben Wahai, because he brought this to my attention. He has a book, but he said something that is very important in relation to George Ford. Then they call George Ford a hero, George Floyd a hero. Now, this is no disrespect to George Floyd. You see, your heroes are the people that get their face smashed into the curb and and they have no political consciousness. George mm-hmm. Floyd was a was a victim of this capitalist, racist, colonial system, but he was not a hero. A hero is somebody like Asada Shakur who is politically conscious and they go down for the people, like George, like George Jackson was. That is not to diminish what happened to him. But now they're not telling you that Asada Shakur, who's in exile in Cuba, is a hero. They're telling you by showing you repeatedly, repeatedly over. You know how you become an African hero? You know how you become a hero? Let somebody kill you but when you take that gun against the state organize the underground then guess what you are a terrorist but heroes and we can get with the heroes that get killed and slaughtered and then say you can give me justice like like Daruba Ben Wahad said justice is something that's meant for the living you can't give George Floyd justice he's dead he's dead we I'm okay you see the the hero thing back to Heru Heru turned around and offended his father's death you know what I mean and that's the original hero Man was mm. avenging shit and chopping shit up. What 
yeah, I'm riding for my father. This is something to gangbang for my lineage, yeah, mm-hmm. for, for something worth. But what they've done is tied it into the Jesus thing more, which is the blood sacrifice mm-hmm. of I was killed for your sins. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they're tying it into that psychology of the Messiah thing where I'm going to wait for a police officer, I'm going to wait for a big brother, I'm going to wait for the government, I'm going to wait for a Messiah coming back after 2,000 years of getting my ass whooped to come and save me. Yeah. And then even if when you go and check the psychology of eras, of the of, of how we're projected into the, the psyche of the modern era, is of this BLM thing. Black Lives Matter. Value me! Please value me! Yep. Value yep. my life! Yep. How are you going to value me for killing me? You don't value me. That's okay. That's on you. It's for me to value myself exactly enough to say, right. back off me. Yep. Or to do something to back you off me. <laughs> but I come from an era of black power. That's black right. Power I don't is... come from an era of black influence. You know what? Who used to influence me, Rago? I, I will admit, when I early 20s, I used to go to strip clubs. Young women used to, when I was a young man, used to influence me to try to give them the dollars. I want black power. I don't want black strip teasing, okay? Mm-hmm. You guys are seeking black strip teasing. We need black power. So you want to dance naked on the devil? That's your issue. N- none, not me and mine. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. So even that alone, just those two cries, which are reflections of the thinking of the time or, or the thinking that they're trying oh, to yeah. put on the time, says a lot. Do you know what I mean? That black power was the people, I don't know, UP and them and their uniting and governing the police. That black power is respecting them and doing gang or forever family or coming and kind of us operating together to influence the decisions that are made around our life or how we're treated. That's or right. That's right. Utilizing what we have to get what we want as mm-hmm. opposed to crying or begging. Oh, you know God, I mean? But yes. that's... That's where they want us, though, isn't it? Yes. Yep. That's a dream that they set up for us to live within, and it's up to whether or not people wake up from that dream or operate within that dream. And if you have no... A lot of people are only waking up into that dream of BLM. A lot of people are young and seeing that, and they're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do something. I'm going to go to this march. I'm going to... Which is cool, because they will meet other like-minded people who either want to explore further or want to dig deeper. It's like Puff Daddy to rap. I listen to some Puff Daddy. Then after that, I was like, oh, this is deep. Let me listen to some Wu-Tang. Oh, this is really deep. Do you know what I mean? So some people will stay in the shiny suit. Some people will dig deeper and then they'll get to some, I don't know, some X-Clan or something or some, whoever the case may be. Do you know what I mean? Or go back to mm-hmm. some, I don't know, Ice Cube, America's most, um, whatever, like, they will <laughs> continue to dig. It's just on the level of person and what their agenda is and what they're about. You know? Yeah. But yeah, and we'll not be doing those striptease. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that just goes back to like, like you said, they'll be going, they're, they're, they're posting because there's some lonely people and um, you know, people are going back and trying to like find connections. And I'm, I'm like you said, they might go to the March, but shit, they might just like try to just get as much, you know, start a hashtag and shit like that. A lot of people do, but a lot of people are, you know, from what I hear from the different, you know, people who talk about it, a lot of people are trying to, you know, organize. You know? I, 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 this, this, this is how I look, this is how, this is how I look at it. I think, all the theory has and action has been put out there. I think people should study. We really need to study our history because I don't understand how it became BLM became Black Lives Matter when that's Black Liberation Movement. I don't understand how y'all can't understand. Yeah, and I'm being rhetorical here because Black Lives Matter is founded by the Ford Foundation, a foundation that's known for co-opting the Black movement from here to Lagos. Okay, Ford Foundation, Soros. This ain't no goddamn would y'all want to dismiss truths, conspiracy theories when if y'all don't can't read beat shit. Them, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so what and they've control done it. Is where and they, control All right. So what they've done is that. And 
you see, like, for example, whereas we wanted our story to be told, so we itched it in the walls of the pyramids and all these places, and we, we built these shrines and these things which have lasted the test of time. The new shrine or the new walls is the internet. And internet is about algorithm and numbers. Anything that has more oh, numbers yes, is going to shadow is. something else. So where they understand these things, all they're doing is trying to... You see, like, you see these memes. I'm going to tell my kids that. Da, 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 da. I saw a mem saying about Jake Paul, and it was saying... um. I'm going to tell my kids this is Muhammad Ali and then someone was like, this is how Jesus got whitewashed or something like this or whatever. But those, those are the facts. All you've got to do is say it enough and it becomes a normalized something. You know what I mean? It becomes, it becomes a standard. So if they turn around and make their thing bigger than whatever it was before or more in this time, getting more recognition, more likes, more streams, more whatever, before you know it, Eminem will be Rakim. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That'd be that'd be a hard one though. <laughs> well, they, they they done it with um, what's it what's it the Rolling Stones and Chuck Berry and them man they're in muddy waters so well yeah that's been, true. They 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 they're in the pyramids right now restoring the Egyptology and coming back lighter and lighter every time like it's a cake yeah. so Michael Jackson vibes cartel stuff. <laughs> that's so, true. Yeah man, and it's also one of the things and I'm going to move on to the next track but this, this is why y'all need to listen to Lonely People and you can only do that if you purchase uh, Necromancy which we'll be linking to but this is this reminds me of like people and images and not understanding and just getting that Instagram knowledge and stuff like that you know people saying oh I'm going to go back to Africa Africa don't need your bougie ass over there mm-hmm. you if your if your ass can't make it where you from and organize the Africans it? there how the hell are you going to go over there all you gonna do is I, I'm gonna tell y'all this. People want to go to Africa because they want to be the Negroes want to act like they white in Africa. That's what it is because mm-hmm. they want to be remind they want to be kings and queens. Let me tell you something. I be I behead kings and queens. I am an African working class brother. There ain't no king and queen. We all gonna be fighting this enemy and we all got to do this share this development. Okay, because I don't have no royal subjects. They That's ain't just got no me. sovereignty over themselves. They can't even control their own exactly. energy. They want to exactly. And on the king thing, a king, a leader, a president, really and truthfully, that is a heights of service to your people. But whereas in, we're on in, the our Spiegel, cult, in, in our cultural context, in our cultural context, thing, we get the ring and it turns us foolish because we're going to get some guns for the ring or we're going to get some gunpowder or we're going to get some silk or, mm-hmm. or uh, some kind of trinket. Mm-hmm. These people want to be Queen, King, King Edward, and King Elizabeth, and all that shit. Well, everybody don't even a govern their own a kids. Queen, you know. <laughs> once, once you can govern that, I'm um, on that level. And even recently, I stopped calling people kings, and more I call them kingly because it's about the behaviour. Yeah, how you conduct yourself and how we're moving. Just the same way as when I talk to women nowadays, everything is sis, 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 sis. Yeah, because it reminds me of how in how how what way to deal with this woman. Yeah. And if you're not operating sisterly, then maybe I'm going to stop calling you sister. So I'm going to try to call for that to you to operate within that space and remind you that we are kindred. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if you can't operate within that, then I stop giving you that title. But it's evoking something within a person. But like I said, it's more about the behavior than the title. Mm-hmm. People can operate kingly. You don't have to be a king to operate king. Do you know what I mean? You're just operating at a high order of status or a level of res- that commands respect and that commands people to follow what you're dealing with or governance or yeah I'm, I'm appealing to that aspect within a one but if i don't see that behavior to, to match it then i can't continue to call you that huh? that makes per and that makes perfect sense all i'm all i'm saying is for my what i do is and i and i agree i agree with you 1000 million percent but no, see when, when they're not acting kingly then 
Ogun, bring out the axe, man. Yeah. <laughs> they get beheaded. That's what happens. Yeah, what happens. and the thing is, my thing is, right now, the people that's using using that term, right, they using it as a term to say I'm better than and more subjects. Until they can get indoctrinated to the level of understanding. And yes, I did say indoctrinated. You indoctrinated in Western civilization. You have to be indoctrinated to African citizens. Everything is a, is teaching indoctrination. Be conscientized. There you go. It is it is not a bad word. And propaganda just means to propagate. Okay. But my point is, uh uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So you saying it and I agree with you saying it. You know Green because we have a certain level. But if to say that on the street, they gonna put it in the context in which they learned it, in which they learned it was a monarchy type context of a Western monarchy, and where the hell is my subjects? Because they don't have that level of knowledge that you have. That's why I don't use it. But like you said, you use it kingly. Break it down to them because they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm kingly. Get get on your knees. Women, get behind me and shit. I done seen it before because just here comes what you tell. I learned this from you. Here come the whole tempers. You got to watch that shit, man. They good to that. Uh-huh. They don't know nothing about the Berlin Conference. They don't know nothing about neo-colonialism. They don't know nothing about those borders on Africa. They don't even know where slavery started in the Western Hemisphere and that slavery was started by the Portuguese, period. But they know we are the whole Tempus murderer. They got a and they got a dashiki. Yeah, they don't know about structural adjustment They don't know about the structure. They don't know about the IMF. If you don't know about the how you going to not know about the IMF? That's the international motherfucker. Okay, <laughs> they've seen they've seen Malcolm X and they've seen Amistad and they're good to go. Oh yeah, and now I'm black. I know give, everything. Give us free, <laughs> right? I'm give black, us. y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm, I'm black, 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 I'm black, black, black y'all. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we go over uh, next, that, and that's real quick, real, real quick, real quick before you move on the lonely on the lonely people thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, see, you say about unity is strengthened. All right, so a lot of these what we would recognize as gangs or clans, even before the time of gangs, yeah, come out of family. There'd yes. be a family which would, and the family would have, I don't know, four or five brothers. Then four or five brothers, especially if you're not necessarily in the higher echelons of society, you ain't got funds and income. They're going to find ways in the world to feed themselves, which sometimes may border on illegal law, things that are outside the borders of law. Yeah. But that gives them a certain fearlessness. The warrior class are out there in a group doing it. So they get a certain level of notoriety. So in the English culture, you've got people like the craze and all them kind of bad men. It's always a family something. And then a couple of their friends will join on. And it develops into being a force to be reckoned with, yeah? Now, what they're doing now, we already know the attack on, the, especially the black family, the family in period, yeah? What they're doing now is isolating ones and ones from even seeing, we saw this in the thing where you couldn't even go and see your neighbor, you couldn't even go and see your mum, couldn't even go and see them, whatever, is that you come out of that human connection of your family and the people that are around you, and it's now your direct relationship with the screen or this machine of this dream of a reality of these commodities or these pictures or these images, but you're easier to attack. You're easier to, like when I was a kid, we had football hooliganism. We had the Yardi, what's it, Yardi gangland culture. We had all these different cultures and fraternities or whatever, but people that were operating as a unit. You couldn't really mess with those people. Yeah. Now, there isn't that essence. And that's how they can turn around and push a thing over the whole entire world to dominate and get people to do jump, how high, yes sir, yes monster. Yeah under this thing because we don't have that sense of family we don't have that sense of and even if you do have a family you've got five or six brothers through um i don't know the housing system and these things or whatever your mom and your, your mom don't chat to that one and that one don't chat to that one. so you don't even know your brothers you see them in the street walk past them and stab them you know what i mean and that's the thing of the lonely people in the isolation thing where you're disconnected from ones and ones even your own family 
So how are you going to fight the system? Or how are you going to fight the state? The most trusted people to you, you don't know them or you don't even trust them. You know? So that's, that's, that was also a bit of the background on, on, on that and how seeing things and times change. You know what I mean, like where we come from the era of football, hooliganism, badmanism, all these things. That, that was just the warrior class ex- expressing themselves within this modern society, but they've kind of dosed out the man them. And now the man can't even protect, we can't even protect our own family. You know? That's why they're trying to, I don't know, joke our babies with what, experimental drugs. So what you mean now? We're going to They like the things that life is showing you Where you going to go Do you know where you're going? Do you like the sex life you're showing? Picture me rolling down the highway in my last so golden People pre me and I don't even know them You rely on the timeline, keep scrolling People pre you and you don't even know them Just keep scrolling Social media, so folk can sit at home on the sofa prea. Had many friends, but don't like them neither. As a kid in the 90s, last my cheeser. Today, the cyber haters who subscribe just to this lack of status. From anywhere in the world, via the handheld apparatus. And in the cyber police, freedom of speech, but prefer you don't speak. So we use emojis, symbol logos, hieroglyphs, return no extinct like dodos. Amongst ads and all the promo, dark pics, incriminating photos. On the world wide web, worldwide surveying what's inside our heads. So, do you know where you're going? Do you like the sass life you're showing? Picture me rolling, picture me rolling up on the highway in my life so golden. People pre me and I don't even know them. You rely on the timeline, keep scrolling. People pre you and you don't even know them. Just keep scrolling. I know what you did last summer If Judas had social media at the last supper Live feed, Romans wouldn't need them to discover Lights and love hearts while they watch Christ suffer Everyone's a photographer or a philosopher Listen mate, piss off and take your blog with your Video model or choreographer But I swear half of them are just all catfishers on the internet, woven to catch a spirit or your intellect Show you what you was thinking for your think of it Out of sync with instincts but in sync with it Two, two followers and think they're famous Hall of Famers, I think they think they made it In the bedroom on YouTube, I think they're crazy Safest where they are, the industry's too shady Do you know where you're going? Do you like the sights life is showing? Picture me rolling, picture me rolling Down the highway and my life looks golden People pre me and I don't even know them, either lying on the timeline, keep scrolling. People pre you when you don't even know them. Just keep scrolling. Times are shallow and hollow if you're committing suicide. Over likes and follows, tweet like the beaks of sparrow snap. I live stream all our personal sorrows. Celebrated all the holidays and victories. Documented all our own histories. See me rolling through the timeline, picture me. Fire already is my mind playing tricks on me. Pages through the book of faces. When we was teenagers When we peak rock reminisce Maybe Tinder is more your ting or plenty of fish Nowadays it's how they date and make relations We don't exchange numbers when we went raving Observing human behaviour to imitate and serve it up as human nature Do you know where you're going? Do you like the sights life is showing? Picture me rolling 
down the timeline and my life looks golden People pre me and I don't even know them Evil eye on my timeline keeps scrolling People pre you and you don't even know them Just keep scrolling Yes, so moving on to the next track uh, You got a video for this one I didn't do the lyrics for this one uh, I just know it's on some grown man things uh mac mac and cheese mac cheese and he's talking yeah. about the responsibility of adulthood to me i got out of fam- and, and familyhood because like i do know this lyric uh i don't don't give me no bad bees where were they when i was on my extra black knees i can meet a <laughs> mac and cheese well, okay I'm, I'm, I, I the video is like you're in the street he, y'all he's in the streets and it's like like high are you on the high street you on the high video? it's called the- yep High street, yeah, he's on the high street. He's in That's the, the market. That's Walthamstow yeah. Market. Okay. Say that again. Where is it at? Walthamstow Market. So okay. when I was a kid. So you're going to take us there dad. when we get there. Good. Of course. But if they're still here because there's not many markets left because they're big businesses. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, all the Tesco's okay. and all these people. So a lot of these markets are suffering or closing or yeah. people don't necessarily shop at the market because even like when, when I was a kid, you go to the market. You might even go to a supermarket, but you go for certain particular things because there's prices. Then when you want cultural things, you might want yam, you might want okra, you might want planting, you might want um, pumpkin, or you might want certain things, you might want aki, certain things which the mainstream aren't going to occupy. Mm-hmm. According to the demographic of the area, is they will start to supply those things and selling, undercutting the price of the little man that's selling it. So the little man can't really necessarily afford to sell that stuff again, which is, is good because you might get things a bit cheaper, but then it's bought on a mass scale. Um, the things might not be as fresh, or you know I mean, it's all mm-hmm. sort of a bit weird. But yeah, the, the market man is suffering because it's small business, isn't it? It's a small independent business man. So is that, what the, is that what the track is kind of about? Kind of like all that? Uh, yeah, and that's just even the background of just our history and the context of the place that we're coming. Like when I'm a kid, I go market with my grandma, and you squeeze things, you pick things up, you squeeze them. Is it fresh? Is it dead? try one of these, love? That 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 kind of essence, and now you just go and buy it in a plastic, or you order it to your door. From the big, from the big mm-hmm. businessman. Okay, so let, let me get this. So just like you were saying, you don't need no fake woman. Let me do the correlation. You need a real woman, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want that fake food. You want mm-hmm. that real food. You want the mac mm-hmm. cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you, you know, <laughs> Yeah, exactly that. And even that as well. You see where we had the rice and peas before. Yes, so I do. Rice and peas is a theme. It's it's, it's identified. I try to do a lot of things like which people can identify, but without being preaching. So if you relate, you relate great. And if you don't, it's not the end of the world. There may be other aspects you relate with it. Yeah? So that's me identifying with my Caribbean culture. Back to when I said about certain labels. There's certain labels I can identify with and work with or common ground I can build with people on. Because anywhere I go within the African world, you will have people eating rice and beans. So that's all it is. It's kidney beans or yeah. it's a black IP or it's, a, it's, it's protein and carbohydrate. You know what I mean? It's food that will stretch and feed the masses. Yeah. Right. Um, but as now we've got our basics, which is that is the basics to fill us up. That man's got a bit of the side. I, I'm, I can live a bit more in luxury, but that's because I'm also look at how I've changed how I'm late and I'm not chasing a bad beef. I'm chasing a bad beef or throwing ah, money in the club or okay. whatever. I wouldn't necessarily have the room because I'm working with my wife in order for a two parent, two income household. We can now afford some of that luxury, but without banging on and saying, guys, go out there and get married. Or I'm not advocating anyone to do anything. This is just what I did and it worked. You know what I mean? So now I've turned around and I'm working with a good woman rather than chasing as many women as I can that aren't really attainable or maintainable. So I might have a little short-term something, but it's not going to last. We can't build a nation on short-term one-night stamps. 
you know what I mean? It's family yeah. that back to what I was saying about the clans and the gangs. It's family that build and even when you go check the Kennedys and all them boy there who bootleggers or whatever, it's family. It's family that's the core to this. The nations are built on family. So having that family, having that family meal, having that Sunday dinner, those are things that I keep on re- repeating as um, subcon- subconscious themes. Sunday dinner's the time we all come around and break bread together. Do you know what I mean? So it's those things that, you know, it's not necessarily screaming from the headlines, but these are the subtitles or the subcontent which I'm trying to push onto my listener for them to pick up on and, and bring these essences back. These are things that made my childhood good. Back to that some people would do their Santa Claus. These are the other essences which I can bring through, which now that I've grown and I know better, I might want to leave Santa Claus behind, but Sunday dinner can still come through. Yes, you know? mm-hmm. yes. In these streets hunting for the mac and cheese Lie down with dog and I might catch fleas Give me a good woman, I don't need no bad bees Cause they never loved me when I never had peas Where were they when I was on my ashy black knees? So when I get a few that eat it with the family When Sunday come I wanted rice and peas But now I leveled up, I got the mac and cheese Now I leveled up, I got the mac and cheese When Sunday come I wanted rice and peas so when I get a food, I eat it with the family But now I leveled up, I got the mac and cheese The whole world is mine for as the eye can see When there's nothing in the pantry, I switch to plan B Just trying to be all I can be So I need some soul food and not no eye candy Back in the day, could just about afford a Big Mac She didn't want to know, she want to go to Rib Shack I didn't have the abs then, or a six pack And anytime I text her, she never texts back Busy in the streets looking mac and cheese Lie down with dog when I might catch fleas Give me a good woman, I don't need no bad bees They never loved me when I never had peas Where were they when I was on my ashy black knees? So when I get a food, I eat it with the family When Sunday come, I wanted rice and peas But now I leveled up, I got the mac and cheese I don't trust a man if he don't eat And if your mouth full, fam, I beg you don't speak when my belly full, next thing for go sleep. Left over in the fridge for the lunch the whole week. Sweet potatoes and roast buds. Tell your son if she can't cook, she's no good. I stick close to my close ones And before the pot's done Know we feed the old hood In the streets hunting for the mac and cheese Lie down with dog and you might catch fleas Give me a good woman, I don't need no bad bees Cause they never loved me when I never had peas Where were they when I was on my ashy black knees So when I get to food I eat it with the family When Sunday come I wanted rice and peas But now I leveled up I got the mac and cheese they don't wait, but I always say grace Before I break bread and bless the whole place Then clean off the whole plate When I finish off, clean off my teeth with Colgate And a cold glass of sarsaparilla Or peanut punch with a splash of the vanilla I don't even need to ask her what's for dinner If it's microchips, then I might not forgive her In the streets, hunting for the mac and cheese Lie down with dog when I might catch fleas Give me a good woman, I don't want a bad bees Cause they never loved me when I never had peas Where were they when I was on my ashy black knees So when I get the food, I eat it with my family When Sunday come, I wanted rice and peas But now we leveled up, we got the mac and cheese I don't wanna pot noodles If you can't cook, look it up on Google Peanut 
a stew and a hot pot of fufu Every Sunday dinner business as usual I and I and I want a pot noodle If you can't cook or look it up on Google You can't feed foolishness to Ragazulu All right, this is where we got to leave it for now, but not to fret. If you want to finish listening to Raggle Zulu Rebel Emeritus, The Eloquence of a Scribe, Part 2, in its entirety, all you have to do is go to our store. There you will have access not only to this particular interview, but to all of C101's unabridged interviews, musical commentaries, and merchandise. And most importantly, you will be supporting 100% independent media. All right, you know the podcast was just the tip of the iceberg. Those excerpts that you just heard from Rago Zulu Rebel Emeritus, The Eloquence of a Scribe Part 2, you know what I'm saying? They were just a tip of the iceberg. So you definitely want to get the unabridged uh, version of this so you can listen to everything. Because in addition to what you just heard, we continue our delve into Rago's album, Necromancy, which leads us into an even deeper exposition of topics, okay? In addition, we talk about Rago's future after music and much, much more. So like we said, you want to finish listening to Rago Zulu Rebel Emeritus, The Eloquence of a Scribe Part 2. The link to this unabridged interview is in our show notes. So pick that up now. <laughs> Now, this episode has featured music from... From... Raggle Zulu Rebel, Garden of Africa, Fela Kuti, Confusion Break Bones, from his album, Underground System. Raggle Zulu Rebel, the tracks were Elevator Muzak, First Stone, and Matt Cheese, from his album, Necromancy. And guess who else we heard music from? Again, Rago Zulu Rebel. The tracks were Where You Going and On The Wall from his album, The Chronicles of Ja Messenger. We want to thank Rago Zulu Rebel for taking his time to dialogue with us about his iridicious, fructuous, and Imhotepian musical career. I got it right this time, see? Ha <laughs> ha. And for more info on Rago, check out his social media and affiliated websites. Twitter, at Rago Zulu Rebel. Instagram, at Rago Zulu Rebel. And at Rago Zulu Nation. Facebook, Rago Zulu Rebel. Website is www.ragozulurebel.com and www.ragozulunation.com Bandcamp Do a search for Raggle Zulu Rebel Amazon Do a search for Raggle Zulu Rebel And on SoundCloud Do a search for, you guessed it Raggle Zulu Rebel Links for music featured in this episode are available in our show notes Links for social media and affiliated websites all the searches included for Raggle Zulu Rebel are also available in our show notes. And finally, 
we might just sneak in a song not mentioned. So guess where you might want to go if you hear something on this episode. You're like, oh, they, he didn't mention it on the podcast. Where should I look for that? Where do you think you should look, listening audience? Where do you think you should look? That's right. In our show notes. <laughs> now, don't forget, when you visit us at conscientization101.com or c101magazine.com, Sign up to our mailing list for exclusive information and downloads. Hit up our store, like we said before. We want you to support 100% independent media. Also, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Conscien1. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-E-N, the number one. On Facebook at Conscientization101. And Instagram at C101Editors. And also, you can hit us up on email. Yeah! At editors at c101magazine.com that is e-d-i-t-o-r-s at c101 m-a-g a-z-i-n-e dot com no right no right As we contemplate a future without Rago Zulu Rebel producing music, it came to Zari and Mai's attention that we are definitely doomed to live. But we don't fret because our dear brother Rago Zulu Rebel has produced 3.75 billion tracks for us. So while we may be doomed to live without him producing any more music, he has left enough music for generations to come. He has kept all of his music to behold integrity befitting of African people. We salute you, Rago Zulu Rebel. And we know, just like we said before, what is it that you have in store for the future? Well, if you get the Underbridge interview, you can listen to that and you can figure that out. But I digress. As we contemplate what our dear brother Ragazulu Rebel, as he transitions to his name, Jamal Jones Thomas, what does he have for us available in the future? Well, the best predictor of future behavior and future work is to look at someone's past. And when we do that, when I think about that, when Zari and myself think about that, we are not doomed to live. We are indeed graced by the ancestors that we are living. Because if his catalog of his work is any way to predict what he's going to do in the future, then we know Jamal Jones Thomas. We know what he's going to produce, and we know what he's going to do for humanity, for our people. You want to know why? Because, as Raggo Zulu Rebel says it himself, the writing is on the wall. <laughs> Thank you, Raggo. We salute you, my brother. Peace. 
Ghost. Yo, believe. NASA. See you now. Listen. Writings on the wall, read that. Clear as crystal, no feedback. After all, please believe that. After all, please believe that. Writings on the wall, read that. Born alone, we don't need that. After all, please believe that. After all, please believe that. Believe that. Believe that. After all, please believe that. After all, please believe that. Believe that. Believe that. After all, please believe that. After all, yo, writings on the wall, pre that. Real rap here, even in the recap. Like when you had a pack and you never get the pee back. Pop, pop, pop in your kneecap. Best to relax, bear ease back. Can't never take man for the e-gap. With the dons in the sat and the east that one's locked down in the mind of a reach back. GCSEs, exam degrees. Locked down inside in the resap. Outside qualified by the white and the beat cats. Guess that's life for the street rats. Leave rehab and they relax in the first 15 minutes when the sea raps. ODs and they don't even feel bad. Got the real rap there, even in the recap. Writings on the wall, read that. Clear's crystal, no feedback. After all, please believe that. After all, please believe that. Writings on the wall, read that. Born alone, I don't need that. After all, please believe that. After all, please believe that. Believe that. Believe that. After all, please believe that. After all, please believe that. Believe that. Believe that. After all, please believe that. After all, yo. Writings on the wall, read Before the council come clean All blindfolded, ain't seen Unless it's posted Live stream, live from Hollywood In a white limousine Shook now on the right, on the left Billie Jean Offering codeine and ketamine Ask Ramsey, I replied Writings on the wall, read it Before the council come clean it Brainwashed and ain't seen it Unless it's titties and bikinis I don't want one wish from the genie I don't want to be no star on the TV Just want to be me But I feel tired inside and dreary Writings on the wall, read that Clear as crystal, no feedback After all, please believe that. After all, please believe that. Writings on the wall, read that. Born alone, I don't need that. After all, please believe that. After all, please believe that. Believe that. Believe that. After all, please believe that. After all, please believe that. Believe that. Believe that. After all, please believe that. Hmm. Believe that. After all, please believe that. Believe that, believe that.